Well, hello there. Welcome back to Wittenberg Radio. I'm Daniel McIntyre-Ridd, and I'm joined by Chloe Friesen. And we are thrilled to be back doing the podcast. Um, it's It's been a minute. There's been a lot of changes going on in the world, and we've had to adapt, mm-hmm. as everybody knows and has adapted in many different ways. Um, yep, so We've got some, some good old Zoom recording going on here. Yep, from the comfort of our own homes. Yep, our abodes. Our abodes. Uh, speaking of abodes... We're supposed to stay within them because of a little thing called Code Red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 changed up a little bit, hasn't it? Changed changed up our society just the slightest. Just a yeah. smidge. Yep, just because of, uh, you know, Code Red, recommendations for health and safety. you got to limit your social contacts. Uh, so that's why Zoom is so great and staying within your abodes. Uh, making sure your physical health is great. Staying within your household and only shopping for those necessities. And as much as we should be focusing on our physical health right now, CMU Student Council and Student Life faculty also want you to focus on your wellness. So today's episode is going to be about just that, wellness. And we've brought in everyone's favorite director of student life, Charlie Peranto, to join in our conversation. How's it going, Charlie? I'm feeling good. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Yeah, welcome here, Charlie. I have to ask real quick, does anybody ever call you Chuck? Uh, back in uh, grade seven, it was very popular with some folks, but uh, not for a long time. Okay. Um, okay. You are welcome to, though, if that's uh, helpful for you, Daniel. If you had too nice. many Charlies in your life, I can be the Chuck. I don't, but I, I like the name Chuck. I think it's pretty funny. What about, I mean, I think it's a great, great name. What about name. Charles? Charles. Uh, there is only one person in my life who's consistently called me uh, Charles. And that uh, that is Wesley Taves, the old registrar at CMU who has since retired. Um, he is the only person who's ever called me Charles on a regular basis. Um, Interesting. Not even my parents. I don't think my parents have ever called me Charles. And that's my oh. name. Man, I don't Wesley, think they know that. Wesley calling you that, that checks out. That's incredible. I miss oh, it Wesley. Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fit very well. Yeah. That's well, great. Well, I guess jump into the the topics here. Yeah, this, this episode's all about wellness and in light of, of the code red and and the actions that CMU is uh, has been taking and and is taking to avoid spread transmission at CMU. Yeah, I mean, how do we define wellness? Uh, what can we do to to focus on our wellness right now? I guess this is a, this is a kind of a general question for for any of us to answer. It's true. Uh, what 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 do we see as as wellness for? What do you see as wellness for you? Hmm. Chloe, what do you? How oh, about you? Me first. Look at that. Okay, yeah. so. Obviously, I did the student thing, and when I had a question, I Googled it. Um, And the go-to Google answer that I kind of found um, was health is a state of being, whereas wellness is the state of living a healthy lifestyle. So, like, wellness in terms of your day-to-day life, not dependent on, like, physical health. I don't know. It's a tough one. Like, it's a word we throw around a lot. And for you, Charlie, how would you talk about your own wellness? Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's a great question. And the, uh, the things that I'm doing for my own wellness is, you know, uh, one of the things that's really interesting is to protect our health. We're supposed to not interact with people, we're supposed to be alone, you know, or only be with our household, stuff like that. So the things that I'm doing are saying like, all right, what are ways that I can extend my relationships to, to being with other people, um, even when we shouldn't be uh, in person with them? And mm-hmm. I know like Zoom fatigue is real and it's annoying <laughs> at times and all of that stuff. But it is about, uh, for me, being well is about trying to be intentional with my days and my time. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, like 
oh, we've all had Saturdays when it's just like, yeah, like I'm just going to relax today and you watch Netflix all day. And then it feels like the day goes by like really long, but then at the end of the day, you're like, oh no, I did nothing. It's <laughs> yeah. now 11 o'clock at night. And I, it feels like it was much, you know, like a much shorter day uh, than I wanted it to be. And I feel kind of bad about it or I'm unaccomplished mm -hmm. and I've been procrastinating. And so I was trying to be like intentional about giving me structure and lazy time and productive time. Mm -hmm. So I try and like, be intentional. And I find that gives me a lot of wellness um, is, is finding that. So like setting aside time, this is time to be lazy. This is time to be really proactive. This is time to spend going for walks and being physically active. And I think that gives me a lot of wellness and that it's, I'm not just surviving, but I'm actually doing okay. Mm. Charlie, I want to yeah. see your calendar and I just want to see the words like be lazy, like just right, <laughs> like right on there. You, if, if I showed you my outlook calendar, that's all it is like lazy, <laughs> lazy, 10 minutes of productivity interview lazy. with daniel and chloe lazy <laughs> i feel that though i mean but but that's that's one of the things for me is it's like i have to let myself because there are moments that it's that like there's nothing to do sometimes um and and you have to be like letting yourself be okay with feeling like at a loss or feeling feeling lazy and and not not getting down on yourself too much about that and also exactly what Charlie was saying is interspersing it with, with moments of productivity. Yeah. I think you're totally right, Daniel. There is a difference between like, like laziness and restfulness in that, like, like sometimes like laziness is like good in short periods of time, you know, where you just like lay on the couch, you take a nap or you just watch Netflix all the time or like do those type of things. But there is a difference with like restfulness and that like restfulness often can be pretty active and that like, there are things that you can do, which, to other people might seem like work or hard to do, but are actually really good for like your soul or your heart, you know, like, um, like could be doing art or for me, it's taking photos, um, you know, taking my dog for a walk, even when it's like raining or blizzarding, it's like, Oh, like this might not seem like really fun at the initial like point of or like psyching yourself up to it. But when you're actually doing it, um, or it could be like, like maybe for you, it's maybe it's calling your grandma on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a lot of times where I'm like, Ooh, I got to call grandma Mickey. Like, this is going to be like the highlight of my day. It's like, you know, like, oh, I hope she doesn't hear this. But it's like, you know, like I didn't want to call grandma. But then every time I do, I'm like, this was amazing. I should do this more often. You know, like, there are certain things like that that actually are really good for us that take a little bit of activity that can be restful. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the questions I have from like your student life perspective is, has your definition of wellness and like promoting wellness changed at all with in the code red? Sure. I mean, I think that um, the usual muscles that we flex for wellness at CMU is like when there's a problem or something that's wrong, um, we, what we do is we say, all right, we're going to get everyone together and we're going to talk about it. We're all going to cram into a room. We're going to sort this stuff out. We're either going to like do something really fun or have like a serious conversation, something or some combination of those. Where we're all going to get together. And those Community like, time. Exactly. And like some people are like, you know, but it actually ends up being pretty good for most people. Um, but we don't have some of those abilities right now um, to, to do it for everyone's safety and their and their health but uh so some of those muscles like aren't there in what are in what, how we usually respond when there's times of concern or things like that so we've had to kind of embrace new ways and so i think our my definition of wellness says uh become much broader 
um, including digital spaces, which, you know, like I'm fine with being called a Luddite in some areas, you know, and that like, I'm not like uh, super technologically forward in every ways and find myself trying to retreat in certain areas, not being on social media, want to get rid of my iPhone, get a dumb phone, you know, stuff like that. But I think that's kind of CMU's nature as well, that we aren't like the most like technologically forward school for intentional, purposeful reasons. Mm -hmm. So like, if I had asked you to around this time last year, like, okay, what year do you think CMU installs TVs in its classroom? <laughs> right? Like you would have gone like, like, uh, like 2100, like never. And yet like we have all these TVs because it was like, if we want to do this, we want to create spaces that anyone can come to in-person classes. Um, even if that means coming in through technology. So we are learning like new muscles now as an institution about how technology actually can help us be well in some areas. It's not the solution to everything. You know, it's not the be all and end all. So I think for us in student life, it's embracing technology as, as, as a way to promote wellness with our students that doesn't replace in person, but can work as kind of like a stopgap. Um, it can mm -hmm. work temporarily, um, at least for us. But I'm, I'm always really encouraged by uh, people of your generation. I apologize. I don't want to label you with any sort of letters or anything <laughs> that make you feel like you're in boxes. Um, I mean, if you're that, complimenting us about it, it's fine. It, it is absolutely a compliment. You folks have developed skills to uh, have relationships that are meaningful, deep, um, and just as important online as you do in person. That it is not like uncommon for you to feel like, yeah, like I have just my online friends who are really meaningful, deep uh, relationships that maybe are just as deep as your in-person ones. Now they have different like contours and textures and things like that to them, but you have skills that are far, far reach even my generation as a, as a, as an old millennial, um, you know, as like someone who's 35, like you have skills that are even beyond ours, which is. So it's, you know, it's probably more of us needing to meet you folks where you are and actually do that than us having all of the solutions in a time like this. Yeah. So um, that's a long answer. Did I, did I hit what you were uh, talking about? I think so. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting point about uh, online friends. Cause that was another thing that I was thinking about is like, this happened the first time everything kind of locked down is that I, you know, moved to communicating and, and hanging out with everybody over the internet and I have some internet friends that I've that I've known for a, a very long time some friends from the states and stuff so you know hearing hearing different perspectives on what's going on around the world uh, from different locations was was pretty interesting and it still is and it's good to have those relationships yeah well and hear that as like uh as a virtue for like a skill that like you folks have been innately trained to do Mm -hmm. Like as digital natives or whatever sociological term we want to apply to you that does not give the full richness of your experience, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. Um, you folks have that as like a, a skill, as a virtue that other people don't. Um, and we shouldn't be afraid of it. We shouldn't like, we all should be challenged and empowered to think beyond what is, you know, our natural state or to think that we know exactly what the best way to do everything is all the time. Um so that's both for us as the older folks, but also for U.S. students to hear that, but that we are probably more susceptible to um, saying that your online relationships aren't as real as our in-person ones, mm. right? Where um, consider that like that there is like a virtue in some of the stuff that uh, is, na is natural to you that 
you might not hear from other people, but I want to say that we see this as really good things um, and ways that we can encourage wellness for you. Yeah. And work with you. Yeah. And it's definitely, I see, it's something that I see the CMU staff and faculty really adopting is that idea that there is virtue in um, online relationships and connecting online. And there's been a few new kind of like projects and programs that you guys have been cooking up over there in student life. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Oh, absolutely. Um, I would love to tell you about them. And there's all like all to say is like, there are going to be more um, as we are in COVID, you know, now. Um, it looks like we're like Manitoba just announced a lockdown, you know, a little bit more for probably about a month that it's going to be really hard for us all to get together, even for in-person classes until um, at least, uh, you know, December 10th. Um, and then that's okay. Like a temporary thing should be better for, you know, the, the spread of COVID in our, our city and province. Um, but like, so we, we've rolled out some things um, and we're trying to work at it at a couple different uh, levels. First, the first one is one that, that happened very naturally is lots of professors right now are just opening up their Zoom rooms for 10, 15 minutes before to 10, 15 minutes after class, just to have informal conversations, just like you would have had if you would have showed up to class a few minutes early. Talk with your fellow students, uh, talk with your faculty member. And I've heard lots of faculty members and we're encouraging them to do that, but lots of them come to it by their own accord of just, you know, creating that space um, in this, um, in, in that area. So that's, that's one level that's happening. And then um, we're doing similar things in student life and that we're trying to do a bunch of things digitally. Um, we've moved to our community gatherings being, being online and we've actually seen great participation um, uh, in them. And we're gonna be doing a few uh, interesting things. So pay attention. Next week, we're gonna have movie watching club with Charlie. You're gonna get oh. a movie assignment to watch beforehand that we're gonna get together and have a conversation about it. It'll be easily accessible. And that like trying to say like, all right, like there are other ways that we can do some of this stuff. We'll be doing lunchtime drop in, like come, let's all have lunch together. Just bring your like, you know, Chloe, Danny, you could sit in your house, but just bring your lunch and let's chat together. Doing, doing games over uh, like Zoom and Scribbo and stuff like that. We are a very serious campus at times and that we, you know, consider the issues and want to engage our minds critically. Uh, it's really important to have fun together. That's actually really important. It's important to laugh together, to, to like to tell jokes, to do silly things. That's really important for to be to have successful relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be doing those type of uh, those type of things um, throughout the next few weeks. And we'll be hopefully uh, clearly communicating that to all the students, giving times and uh, opportunities and we would really encourage people to uh to to be intentional with their time and to like put it in their calendar hop into some of these things because it's probably actually going to be wonderful yeah well i'm really glad to hear that there's a that there are these these uh you know extracurricular is not not the not the term but but extra activities and and get togethers that are happening and i'm really glad to hear that that they're going well uh and i'm not surprised either because you know how much CMU loves to harp on about community, but it is true, right? At the end of the day, I think there's something that's undeniably there about how how strong uh, the community is, and I think that this is really proving it. And especially in how how well I think CMU dealt with um, the the first, well, trying to make CMU a safe place and and succeeding at it, I think it was really really impressive. Yeah, I've also been super impressed with like the intentionality. Um, and like the creativity, like all these events that are coming up that you can do online, as well as something that I think is hilarious is the profs reading bedtime stories. Oh, Chloe, I'm so glad you brought it up. 
this is one of our uh, one of our most creative ideas. This I love it. From Sandra and uh, Mackenzie, um, somebody else also. Oh yeah, like every night we're going to be releasing a new uh, a new bedtime story um, that you'll be able to to hear. They're going to read some of their favorite stories, and then um, I think we're also going to do like a vote, um, the best children's story. At one point, you'll be able to vote, and then the winner of that uh, bracket um, is. Uh, that story will be read by our president, Cheryl Pauls. There's a bracket? Uh, well, it, this is an idea of something that will be coming. You'll be hearing lots about, like, this is one of the things that we'll be doing. Oh, we're I love looking it. at doing in a bracket of some assortment. So it's <laughs> like, we were still working out the details. Um, but look, old classic where the wild things are might just be what you're hearing from your boy, Charlie Peranto. Wow. Here. What a great uh, choice. That one, it might be coming. I can't make any promises. You'll have to pay attention every night when the stories get released. Yeah, stay tuned, everyone, if you want to hear Charlie read a children's book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And to be clear, it's not like the bracket is not between the professors and the readings. It's specifically the, the stories, right? It's not turning into a populated contest. Okay. Because as much as I'd like to see Canton go head-to-head with uh, Chris Huebner uh, and, and who can read a story better, I don't, I don't know how well that would end up going. I think we all know Brian Fraze would run away with it. You know, I just, I have no doubt it would be Brian or maybe Irma. Oh, Irma. Irma read us like a poem about a turkey on Thanksgiving. Like she's a natural. Oh yeah. Like there there are some people, but no, it'll be about the stories. It won't be like Sheila Clausen Weeb and in I Love You Forever versus Sue Sorensen and the Paper Bag Princess. Although this I mean, sounds incredible too. This sounds very actually, entertaining. That sounds like a great idea. Maybe we're looking at something different uh, here. <laughs> Maybe we're creating some magic here, but uh, um, no, we'll be doing that. But there'll be other stories being released first before we get to the bracket. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Love it. Um, Dan, how do you feel about going into some of those Instagram answers and questions that we got? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, Charlie, if you didn't know, um, on the Wittenberg Radio Instagram, we posted some questions, and we got a lot of great answers. Like, people participated, and I love them for it. So, this is also an opportunity for us to participate, too. But um, we're going to read some of these answers together. So, the first question that we posted was, what are you struggling with most in Code Red? Dan, you want to pop in an answer of your own here? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I think... It was, yeah, two days ago I had a class where, um, right before the class started, we did a little check and I was like, oh, what's one word that you're feeling about right now? Um, and, you know, there's lots of different answers, but my go-to was restless. And, like, I love to be outdoors and do things. And it was tough enough for me when soccer was canceled. Um, but, you know, now that there's snow and stuff and I can't bike around and I can't really necessarily go for runs, it's, yeah, I, I just kind of feel cooped up. Um, and so, you know... It, I'm trying to do some, I'm trying to implement some, some structure, uh, and in, in my exercises and, and get my activity in other ways. But, uh, that's been, that's been probably the worst part for me. Yeah. How about yourself, Chloe? Ooh, I definitely also feel that restlessness with, um, volleyball being canceled for now. Um, also like a lot of confusion, um like where am I allowed to go like what's the best choice I can make within like certain situations and yeah trying to keep up with the news and all the regulations and things change every so often so yeah I would say confusion is my word yeah how about yourself Chuck Woo! sounds good coming from me Daniel uh, <laughs> yeah I mean for me uh the 
the cold red is I don't like for I don't get to see my colleagues as as often. Many of us are working from home as well. Some someone will always be there for students, you know, in in the office. I don't get to see my colleagues or you students as much, and that's some of the the tough the toughest part. We um uh or we have to be more intentional about it. It's not just like oh like Chloe's walking by, I can just say say hi as she's in the hallway, you know, like the, that kind of stuff. And then for me, it's also the family stuff. Um, I don't get to see my family as much. One of my uh, family members here in the city is ill, so I haven't been able to see him for months, you know, because he's immunocompromised. Also can't see his siblings, you know, they're my nieces and nephews. And then my parents are in the States, so I haven't seen them in a long time. So those are the parts that are kind of, you know, that are hard for me right now, because I really want to try my best to to do my part um, to making Manitoba a safe place. Um, because most likely, like, if I get COVID or something, I'll be fine most likely, you know, still could happen, but I don't want to give it to someone else who might not mm -hmm. be, you know, I, I want to do, I want to do my part. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And a lot of those answers are actually echoed in the ones that we got on Instagram. So, um, our, our good friend Ashton Reimer talked about like motivation, mourning the loss of social activities. Definitely feel that. Um, Christina mm -hmm. Dirksen, loneliness, missing my people, super valid. Um, Joanna popped in there. Joanna Leptisen popped in there with a living alone and then a sad face emoji. And I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, lots of lots of distancing from my friends, no friends. Yeah, and family. Yeah, a couple, yeah. But yeah. then we went into the question of how are you staying well right now? And I was blown away. Like, we're talking about the intentionality on campus here, but the intentionality with, like, a lot of our students is so wonderful. That's true. Dan, yeah. do you want to read some of these some of these good ones? Yeah, sure. Um, Ashton Reimer, escapism through television and books, making lists for the day to feel accomplished, which, you know, that's kind of what you were talking about right at the start was, uh, you know, having having the ability to be productive, but also having those moments of laziness or restfulness. Uh, Eli says, uh, drinking many cups of coffee every day, which is... Which is interesting. I don't know if I could do that. I would. That would maybe push me over the edge. But uh, if it works, it works. If it works for Eli, uh, it works for Eli. Yeah, Christina says taking time each day to read the Bible and spend time with Jesus. I mean, I can't directly relate to that, but I feel it. Um, Emily says uh, that she's not. But <laughs> she's trying to enjoy the little things that make her happy, like making matcha and coffee. It's the effort. Um, one that I want to talk about that I have been vibing with is, okay, and I, I don't want this to come across as the wrong way, but caring less about grades. Um, Joanna popped this in here. And honestly, I found that what I'm getting my academic satisfaction from is just handing in assignments. Like I get something done and I hand it in and I'm like, Chloe, you did it. And I check it off my list and I'm just like thrilled about it. It's not even getting them back. It's handing them in. Man, that's how I usually go through school, Chloe. I don't know. Okay. That's, that's just normal. Oh, it's I would it's different. It's different for me. Charlie, what would you say is your how are you staying staying well right now? Like what are your go-to's? I yeah, think we talked well, about a little at the beginning, but Sure. Um some of my go-to's are um making sure I am going outside. Um like going outside, like making it like a point every day that like oh, like I'm going to go outside, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm going to like talk to uh talk to my partner. Um, you know, and then I'm going to make time to, to see some of my friends like digitally. So, mm -hmm. which is not the usual way we, we like to do stuff. We have really close friends that we usually would hang out twice a week, you know, it would be really normal for us to see, to see some of our friends and being like, okay, like we don't usually FaceTime together, but we're going to make it, we're going to do this like, and, and like organizing it. 
uh, doing things like that. And then also paying attention to what are the other areas of my life that like get nurtured by like friends or things like that, that I need to be more intentional uh, about. So, you know, learning things, continuing to, uh, to read, um, doing things like puzzles that are good for my brain. Um, and then, you know, like spending time doing my favorite thing, like watching movies, things like that. But that's some of my favorite things. So I have to make mm-hmm. sure to do those things as well. I love it. Yeah. How are you staying well, Chloe? Oh, how's Chloe staying well? Mm, I found that um, working out and keeping my body moving has been super important. Um, I'm really grateful to be part of the women's volleyball team here. And I, Jamie Menzies, our coach, wonderful, wonderful woman, has been sending us um, little programs to do that don't involve like a bunch of equipment, things that we can just do in our home. And so uh, texting in my little, my little happy, like I did it to her weekly is definitely something that I'm really grateful for right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can echo that a lot. And that's the thing that's echoed in a lot of our, our uh, question responses too. So we got, you know, Miriam, Natasha, Mariel, Cassidy all saying the same kind of thing. Yeah, they all like to run. Mariel likes to run or her butt off. Walk. It's true. Also, yeah. honorable mm-hmm. mention, uh, we got a response from the CMU Blazers uh, Instagram account to this question. And all it said was pizza pops. Ooh. I love Russ. Man, I love Russ. Thank you so much, Russell. He's the man. It's, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to not to segue, but man, Pizza Pop's uh, Twitter page is wild. What? They respond. They spawn- responded to a tweet of mine like three years ago, and it's I, I. It's just the weirdest thing. If you have a chance, check it out. It'll make your day better. <laughs> wow, Pizza Pops. Okay, so students, mm-hmm. this this could be your future. Digital brand management. You could be Pizza Pop's Twitter persona. That is the only reason I'm here in the communications and media program. See, I was I was thinking that this is also a great opportunity for the, the, the commuter council to be like, oh, Pizza Pops can start offering Pizza Pops in the commuter lounges, like post-COVID. Are we trying to get a brand deal with Pizza Pops right now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm saying that I already have a connection with their, their response to my tweet, so... I can see it. I can see their branding up in the uh, the Lowen Athletic Center. It's just a giant pizza pop cutout, you know, up there. I can see it on our our jerseys. Yeah, no longer no longer bananas coming to the sports games, it's but now it's pops. pizza pops. Yeah, I think pizza pops represent a lot of what CMU stands for. Oh my goodness! Absolutely, there's not a better uh, not a better. Um, product out there that embolizes our uh, our values where here. is this conversation going well, chloe um and daniel if you were to be the digital brand manager social media for one product of it what would it be oh my gosh like oh, you that's such a question donald trump and stuff like that you know like mm-hmm. they give you pretty like probably like the pizza pops like pretty free uh pretty pretty free reign any product which one would you pick and I'm not trying to take over as a as the host here, but I just gotta know. I'm gonna say just because I wanted them to respond to me and they didn't. Um, Crayola. Ooh. Like I had some beef with Crayola because I couldn't find Crayola brand chalk anywhere, and it's my favorite. And yes, I'm 22 years old and still use sidewalk chalk. Like she almost said, play with chalk. I don't play with it. I use it. It's a tool. So you almost said it. I didn't say it. Um. Sounds like a Freudian slip. I'm an artist. Um, I would, yeah, I would love to run the social media for Crayola in hopes that I just like would get a bunch of free art supplies. I think I could have a lot of fun with that. Now, if you had to break it down into like colored pencils, crayons, markers. Sidewalk chalk. Sidewalk chalk. Sidewalk chalk. 100%. 
All right. Daniel, would you yep. feel like he's holding up his cat? So like I am. Fisker's cat brand. Those cat uh, no, no, I, I, I was, I was trying to think of something that would, that would be super in line with, with me. And then I decided to go with something that's completely opposite. Um, I'd love to run social media for Shell, the oil company, because then I just, I'd just sewer them. I'd just make it, I'd make it terrible and make nobody buy their product anymore. I'd, I'd take that road. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. I'm really thinking, uh, I'm thinking for the little guy here. That activist heart just yes, rings through. Absolutely. We're being we go from, well here, Daniel. <laughs> we go from Crayola to Shell. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying I'm, I'm a better person. Ah. Uh. Both of you, <laughs> multinational uh, conglomerates. I think we got to do some more work in your education, though. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, that's what David's here for. <laughs> oh, great question, Charlie. Do you have an answer? Yeah. That, like, what Like, what are you running? <laughs> oh, uh, so mine would be for Parker Jotter pens. Oh. Have you ever seen these pens? No, but I love pens. I feel like you're already running it if, the, if, the, if you're about to show us. So the Parker Jotter pen is the okay. world's best pen. Let me, I'm holding one up here. You've heard it here. Yeah. Charlie is currently holding up one of these pens to the screen. Yeah. So um, like I got a pen. bunch of them. They're so great that any, anytime we have a new person hired in student life, I buy them one of them and I say like, this is your pen. So I'm going to get you two. What's your favorite colors? I'll get you one of these. No because, way. Sure. What's, what's your colors? My favorite color is blue. Blue. My favorite color is green. Okay. Blue and green pens. Incredible. And first listener of this to contact me don't tell your friends i'm doing this i'll give them one too oh my gosh this that's is incredible yeah, okay um, i will get you some pens i would love to run their social mar marketing because it is a product i believe in nice nice, this is a nice. Great the exact opposite of daniel's answer i was gonna say well the, all three of us had very different reasons for choosing the companies that we did chloe did it out of spite i did it out of out of the good of my heart yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is okay, but it's a product she believes in. Daniel, you are just like, like subterfuge here. Mm -hmm. um, like a modern Batman. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Beneath is the product I believe in. So yep. yeah. That's <laughs> a, that's a good, it's a good spread. First listener to send me an email with their favorite color. I'll buy them one as well. Wow. That's incredible. I am, I'm so excited for this. People, I hope you're listening right now. Yeah, this, this is the classic business student. Sell me this pen. <laughs> okay so after that very very productive and very important discussion about twitter um our next question that we submitted to instagram was what is your new or favorite quarantine hobby so your hobby that's that's bringing you some joints bringing you some wellness dan you got a new hobby oh man uh i don't know if i have a specific new hobby i've picked up uh, a video game that my friend's older brother made a couple of years ago and I'm I'm replaying through that actually that's a lie I'm I'm trying to beat this one chapter it's it's a it's a rage video game it's really difficult it's a puzzle game but it's also just super difficult uh in some stages and they put out the hardest point of it and I beat it you know 2 years ago but I have to come back to it now that there's another episode so it's been taking up a bunch of my time All right Charlie you got a new or favorite quarantine hobby that's been oh, keeping yes. you busy Let me tell you about it Okay um I am making Lego snow globes. How does that work? So I'm taking jars. And this is not because I'm going stir crazy. It's because I'm trying to teach my, uh, my nieces, um, you know, like something that they can do. I'm taking like used salsa jars. And then you 
hot glue little pieces to the bottom and maybe like styrofoam and you paint it and all this stuff. You make little like snow globe scenes. Um, and then you fill it with water and a little bit of glycerin, some biodegradable uh, glitter. You know, I'm at CMU, got to have the right mm -hmm. glitter. Oh, yeah. Of course. Top and then you turn it upside down, now you got a homemade uh, snow globe. And I'm doing it with Lego pieces because oh, my niece love Legos. Um, so you put the Lego pieces in there, now they got like a Lego Christmas scene or uh, a Lego, you know, like a little house or motorcycle or something like that. Um, this sounds like I am going nuts. You know, uh, it is a project that my mom does with her kindergarten students. I'm not going to lie. Okay. May I feel better because my nieces and nephews are four and six. Yeah. Um, so this Perfect. Is great, but it is pretty fun. That sounds super creative. <laughs> so I expect to see these from you next week. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm oh, you got homework now. Around there. <laughs> homework for my own podcast. That's great. Yeah. That's exactly. it. <laughs> that happens when you invite me on. Some of the answers that we got were um, Ashton is watching New Girl, a fantastic television show. But she's also contemplating existentialism. Contemplating it? Yeah, she's just contemplating it. Um, Specifically because of New Girl? I don't know if they're connected. I'm not quite sure. I feel like they sure. must be. Yeah. Um, a good answer was from Mandy Faith, doing handstands at 2 a.m. I don't know why, why that time is a good time for handstands, but you know, I haven't tried it. Maybe I will. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Miriam has yoga and meditation. That's, uh, I mean, minus the yoga part because my mom can't do that right now, but she's been doing a lot of meditation. It's been helping her out a lot these days. Very so. nice. Mm -hmm. um, Christina Dirksen is on a journey to become one with the kitchen. Also says. cycling. Also cycling, she says, but becoming one with the Amazing. kitchen. Yeah. Chloe, how about you? What, have you got any, any hobbies? Oh, man. I picked up one of my new favorite hobbies because oh, I was I like, know this I, already. you know what I'm going to say, guess? Dan. Can I um, guess? You want to guess? Yeah, the, give it a guess. Can yeah. I tell the folks? So Chloe recently picked up a pom pom maker. Yep, I got it. Yep, I got it. I've She's been making pom poms. Pom -poms. She... Like, uh, like hooray team pom pom. No, no, like, 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 oh, Dan has one. You can't. Like, I do have you one. You can see it, but the listener can't see it. Oh, but yeah, it's where you take a... yarn. Yeah, like the balls of yarn. Yeah, yeah. So you take yarn, you wrap it around this thing, and you cut, cut, and you make pom poms. I have like over thirty pom poms. I'm not entirely sure what I'm gonna do with them, but I'm gonna find a reason to use them but for now it's just a really nice kind of methodical project i can do without too much thinking but it keeps my hands moving uh-huh i've been making pom-poms incredible mm -hmm. see some people take up knitting which you know makes useful things but chloe likes making pom-poms i'm sure i could tie my pom-poms together and make like a, a sweater or something make a pom-pom sweater i'd wear that if you make a pom-pom sweater i'll wear it to see you okay <laughs> sounds like a lot of work but okay yeah, but it sounds like humiliation for me. So that sounds like a good a good exchange. I'd be happy to pin one of your pom poms to one of my hats. <gasps> nice. Okay, you give me a pen, I give you a pom pom. Trade. Sounds good to me. So we have some questions here from from our our listeners for you specifically, Charlie. This one this one's a great one to start off with, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Reimer comes in with uh, Charles. Why did I get grandfathered in as your nemesis? Do I intimidate you? Um. Yes. First, I'll say, of course, she intimidates me. Have you met Ashton? She's amazing. Um, best of the best. Um, and uh, nemesis are cosmically aligned. I did not choose this. This was this was the cosmos putting this together. This began because Courtney Cool, senior residence uh, assistant, at one point um, called me her nemesis, and then she said that she would 
drain my life force. Um, That's some, ominous, man. Some, <laughs> some way, uh, we became nemeses over over the last uh, few years. But now, then I had the the great idea to hire her onto the student life team this last year, and figured, you know, you can't have your nemesis work very closely with you. So, by the transitive cosmic property, it went to Ashton Reimer, one of her friends. Ah. It just has worked out very well. So, Ashton, I didn't bring this. Talk to Courtney. Talk to the cosmos uh, about it. Um, I think having a, a nemesis um, sharpens our intellect, makes us uh, better people, as long as we choose to uh, to not destroy each other. Wow. Because I will not destroy her. That was an answer. I Wow. I didn't know you had a nemesis. <laughs> I didn't know either. All we right. all learn these things. So the next question comes from Carrie Miller. And she says, who's your favorite, Rigby or Norman? Don't worry, I won't tell Jocelyn. Uh, I, you know, Norman, these are my dogs. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I will, I will uh, not, um, I'm not afraid to say that Rigby, uh, what Rigby was my favorite. Rigby was, uh, was my girl, my old English sheepdog. Um, tragically, she died of cancer this, uh, this last mm-hmm. February. She was only five. Norman is a wonderful little rascal. Uh, he's my little, uh, my little dude right now, but Rigby was my favorite, my, uh, my favorite. Norman mm-hmm. has a very special place in my heart, but you can't replace, you know, your first dog. I mean, I got her name tattooed on me. Oh. Mm. So, you know, like she was, uh, she was uh, my best friend for a long time. Norman's right up there, but uh, she was, uh, Rigby was my favorite. Rigby was very special. She was very special. It's a great question. Thanks, Miller. <laughs> and so we've talked a lot about movies and, and movie watching uh, during quarantine, but uh, Miriam Carpenter asks uh, if you have a, a specific quarantine show on Netflix. Oh. Of course. I mean, I also have been indulging in a little bit of New Girl here and there, but there is an incredible show that I just finished on Netflix um, called The Queen's Gambit. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. I haven't, but I really want to. I don't own Netflix, but it's something that I've, man, I want to see. It. I love chess. Anyways, go on. Yeah, borrow it from a friend, get your parents' login. Or get it yourself, you know, you can do it. I believe in you. Dad, you um, can, I'll give you my login. You can watch it on my account. Um, it, it, the Queen's Gambit, it's excellent. It's about a young woman in the late 30s, or no, late 50s, early 60s, who becomes like a chess prodigy. She's an orphan living in a, uh, a, a girl's home who learns how to play chess from the custodian. And she is a natural at it. And it's about her... Um, wrangling with her demons, but also becoming one of the world's best chess players. Um, and it's really just about watching her just like destroy these men in chess, um, which is pretty uh, pretty amazing. I would highly recommend it. It's really, really great. Seven episodes. Um, Anna Taylor or Anya Taylor Joy is the main character. Bill Camp's in it uh, as well. Uh, Mariel Heller um, is plays her mom. It's fantastic. That sounds great. We're nice. going to pop that yep. into our stories, our little recommendation uh, highlight. Yeah. Or Twins, Twin Peaks. That has been my fall watch, re-watching all of the original Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks to Return from just a few years ago. Getting Those spooky. My watches. <laughs> yeah, getting spooky. Very nice. Exactly. All right, Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to end with this very, very sweet question that I think you deserve to hear. Um, and it is from Daisy Bellick. She says... How on earth is Charlie doing such a good job right now? Honestly, he's handling everything so well. Um, that's wonderful. Thank you, Daisy. Um, 
I just say the same thing that um, we don't get a chance to say this enough that uh, our students, all of you have done amazing. This is very different um, than how we probably wanted to do this year, how we imagined uh, that it would be. All of our lives are a little bit changed and our students are doing amazing. Um, and that's what makes our job so much fun and gives us life. Um, all of you, like you're making such wise decisions about, um, about how you're living um, and all that. And we just could not be more proud of all of you. And I speak uh, as an administrator, um, as a student life member, as a friend of many of you that we cannot be more proud of the way our students have conducted themselves through all of the changes uh, that have happened. If I'm doing great, it's because the students are doing great. Not the other way, uh, not the other way around. Students are doing amazing and we are just unbelievably proud of all of you and cannot wait till we get to be face-to-face, uh, -face, even if it's in a mask, you know, if it's just eyes and friendly foreheads, um, being back, uh, being back, seeing each other in person. Um, again, we can't wait to that, but until then, let's continue to support each other. Um, and all of you students um, are just doing a wonderful job with it. That's all I have to say. What a great answer. Yeah, I mean, I think also a lot of respect has to go to you guys and, and all the props for, for doing so well with it as well. I mean, I know that there's, yeah, it couldn't be possible without us, but it really couldn't be possible without you guys. So thank you guys. It's, it is our, uh, our pleasure to, uh, to be here and work with all of you students, 100%. Like everyone has put in tons of work, faculty st and staff and all of you students. And it, it really is a collaborative effort that we've been able to have such a successful semester. Um, that because our semester has been really successful so far, um, even though we've had to transition to, to online for a time, this has been a really, really great year and been very, very successful. And we're looking to, to continue to do better um, every, every chance we can. Wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you for joining us. Um, of course, it was a very entertaining conversation. And I'm looking forward to hearing who gets that pen. Me too. Um, thank you so much for having me. Uh, if you ever want someone to come and take over as host of your show without permission, uh, feel free to invite me. I'll start asking you strange questions again. Um, I'm happy to come on and talk. Uh, also, like, uh, if you ever want to talk movies, you ever got a movie podcast, uh, please let me come on. You're our go-to. Don't you worry. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you. Thank you, Charlie. Bye. Bye.